Good afternoon and welcome to Seattle's Eastside Real Estate Podcast. I am Dan Edwards, managing broker of the Eastside Real Estate team. And thanks for watching or listening to our show slash podcast. It is Wednesday, June 15th. We are live on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, we would love for your comments to come in. Happy to answer questions in real time. If you are listening to a recorded version of this, please subscribe. Okay, I think the subscribe button is going to be over here somewhere. Right, right. Yeah, right down there. Subscribe uh, to our YouTube channel. Um, and you can also find us on podcasts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and beyond. Um, we are going to have a real talk segment. And also, we're going to be welcoming Tucker Maxwell to talk about kind of the new changes, the things that are happening. Uh, the mortgage industry, which is daily impacting home buyers and home sellers. And then we're also going to be introducing one of our new actually comeback real estate agent of the year, joining the Eastside real estate team again, Carrie Jamber. She's going to be joining us after our real talks, or excuse me, after our mortgage moment with Tucker Maxwell. So um, as we get started, I wanted to uh, begin with our real talk segment today. And the topic is real estate is still considered to be the best long-term investment. I thought I would bring up our, our, uh, our, our blog website that we have here. I'm gonna bring that up right there. And um, essentially what we're talking about is a lot of headlines are out there about rising mortgage rates. Um, there's issues whether or not it's a great time, good time, bad time, better time, worse time. And we talk on this show pretty frequently about what the market and the changes in the industry mean uh, from interest rates and then housing prices mean for each individual. But here's the deal, and this is the chart that shows it, is most Americans believe that real estate is still the best long-term investment. So right behind gold at 26%, stocks and mutual fund at 18%, and then savings accounts and CDs at 13% and bonds. So if you add uh, the 13, that's 20% feel like CDs and savings bonds. Now, last Friday, we had a cash flow uh, game night, and we do this monthly here at the team where we invite people to come in uh, to look at the relationship of your income to investment and how to get out of what people call the rat race. And um, a lot of people find that they struggle with keeping their expenses low enough so that they can actually start to invest, not buy real estate, but invest in real estate. And investing in real estate is all about finding a durable calculation that will throw the type of return on investment you're looking for. So that's how much money you've invested in for the, um, for the amount that's going to come back to you. And the, the, the statistics don't lie is home ownership. Just the beginning of home ownership is that catalyst for people building wealth in from all walks of life. Um, no matter where you come from, when you start to earn equity, a couple of things happen. There's some magic that happens when you start paying a mortgage. Number one, you're forcing yourself to save money. So even though you put a down payment down, it's not like a car or it's not like um, a new speaker system or it's not like uh, all of these commodities that diminish over time. It's real estate, age, real estate historically appreciates. So you're basically putting in forced savings including that down payment. That's the savings. That's part of your nest egg. Um, and um, because it grows over time, um, and I won't even talk about the, the price deduction, but because that um, um, the value of properties uh, go over time, yet you've locked in your monthly payment. When you're renting a property, this year will be, let's say, $1,800 a month. Next year will be $1,900 a month. The year after that, it might be $2,000 a month, and so on and so forth. 
But when you lock in a fixed rate loan for 30 years, your payment won't have to change for 30 years. So long story short, buying a home, it's, it's a powerful decision. And it's no wonder many people view real estate as a bit a uh, great long-term investment. If you find yourself in that situation, we would love to get with you and help you find the opportunity that fits your budget. Reach out to the Eastside Real Estate team. And that is our mortgage talk, or that's our mortgage moment. That's not our mortgage moment. That is our real talk segment. Uh, thanks for watching. We're gonna have a short commercial break and welcome back Tucker Maxwell. We're gonna be talking about home loan servicing. Who's actually, who are you paying your bills to when it comes to a mortgage? So come back after this short commercial break. The pest stops here. Green City Pest Control is your full service pest solution for all your pest control needs. With an owner with 32 years experience, a board certified entomologist and rodent specialist, we do it all. Bats to rats, crawl space or attic. Call us and we will resolve your problem. 425-413-9700. Welcome back to the show. I am adding to our uh, podcast here, our good friend, Tucker Maxwell. Tucker is uh, one of the top mortgage professionals here on the east side, and he really likes to focus on helping folks here in the Pacific Northwest maximize their mortgage payments so that they can build long-term wealth. Welcome back to the show. Um, how are you doing, Tucker? Great, Dan. Thanks for having me back. Awesome. So we're talking, subject today is home loan servicing and why it matters. Um, I think most people don't even really know what this is, what home loan services is. So why don't you unpack that to begin with? Yeah, I would completely agree with you that everybody is so focused on the front end of a mortgage that they kind of either neglect or just forget that at some point after that loan closes, they'll have to make payments. And who are they making payments to? Who do they call for assistance that verifies, did my payment post? Did it actually get there? And what if I want to make extra payments, that sort of thing. So the servicing entity is the organization that is responsible for servicing that loan ongoing and collecting payments and potentially marking you late if you're late, doing all of those things that um, is the responsibility of the entity that is servicing that mortgage debt. Okay. So um, what are some examples? I'm, I'm guessing you guys do that. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, Traditionally speaking, mortgage lenders get their funds from Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. And what that means is that after that loan closes, they're delivering that investment, that mortgage note to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac to bundle up and sell as a mortgage backed security. And then Fannie Mae releases it to a servicing entity. So Guild Mortgage, um, there's a ton of them out there. Mr. Cooper's a big one. Um, some of the big banks, but there's entities that say, kind of sign up and say, hey, Fannie Mae, we'll take those loans and we'll be the servicing entity and you can pay us a premium to do so. So um, when, it, when it comes to that, what does a borrower need to know when they originate a loan about loan servicing? Yeah. So the, the, the first question to ask is who is going to be that servicer or is it going to change? Can can the can upfront they guarantee who's going to be collecting those payments? Um, because what often happens is it's not talked about. Your loan gets sold. It's at Mr. Cooper. Then Mr. Cooper sells it to Guild Mortgage and then Guild Mortgage sells it to somebody else. And you're constantly updating your payments. You're constantly going in, getting a new profile, a new online bill pay site and all of these things. And you're constantly updating that information. Um, so it's important to ask the lender on the front end is who services your loan and is it going to stick with that one servicer? Or is this potentially going to change? 
um, and kind of understand that up front, especially in a marketplace today, Dan, where we're talking about, you know, the 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 kind of the sayings of, you know, date the rate and marry the home. We're, we're suggesting to buyers that you buy now and you refinance in the future. A big component to that refinance has to do with who's servicing that loan and a big advantage to refinancing down the road with the same lender that's managing that servicing account is we don't have to reset those balances. So if I'm collecting taxes and insurance as part of your payment, it's accumulating in my escrow balance here with our servicing department. You come to us and say, hey, rates have dropped and I want to refinance. We can say, fantastic. We don't have to recalculate or recollect for those taxes and insurance. We can refinance you with very little out of pocket expense and keep things going business as usual. You don't have to reset up your payment or anything. We just lower your rate and keep moving forward. So All right. So we're talking about continuity. We're talking about um, not getting confused as to doing a double payment and stuff like that, because those kinds of things could happen. Um, so are you telling me that Guild Mortgage is always going to be the loan servicer? Um, this is a great question. Not always. So there are certain products that we service and there's certain products that we don't. But for your conventional mortgages, so anything conventionally that's sold to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, FHA, VA, all of those mainstream loans that we do, 90, 95% of the loans that we offer are serviced by Guild Mortgage. Now, we do have some niche products that are delivered to a certain investor that wants that particular loan. For instance, we've talked about DSCR loans or investor products that are based on the rents that are received. That's going to a certain investor that likes that loan. That's not a, a conventional loan. So um, yeah. for the most part, we're servicing our loans, but not all of them. Yeah. And I think it's important to note here in this kind of the nuanced conversation yeah. is you, you guys are a mortgage banker and you have the capacity to service your own loans. If you're a mortgage broker, chances are the servicer are who you brokered the loan through. And it, exactly. it doesn't mean one is better than the other. I would say, you know, from a from a standpoint of continuity and understanding where your money is going and, and uh, you know, if you're a conventional loan, there's that. But the cool thing about um, how you guys are set up is you don't just have to stick to the, you know, I guess I would call it a paper, but it's not. It's just mainstream loans. Right. For people yep. that, that have are just getting a plane, you know, five to 20 percent down, et cetera, et cetera. Um, uh, you know, there's a, a, a lot of different loan products out there that might fit a specific lender's need, a borrower's need, and you guys have those available. But like you said, it, it probably would go through their servicing directly because they're um, portfolio lenders. So, yep. exactly. um, well, what else what else can uh, can somebody know about? I mean, uh, what what to look for specifically in a loan servicer? Yeah. So the next thing I would say is the, the whole topic of recasting. So recasting is the ability for a borrower to pay extra money towards principal and have that servicer re-amortize their loan. So if I have you set up on a 30 year fixed rate mortgage, we have set it up so that we collect the proper amount over 360 payments. And if you, Dan, come to us and you say, hey, I have $10,000 that I want to put towards principal, you know, um, I want to, uh, you know, stash that money in a safe investment and put it towards principal. If I continue collecting the same amount, I will over collect on your loan, right? Because we've we've received that ten thousand in advance of the schedule that we should have had that loan balance. So what recasting allows us to do is to restructure those remaining payments at a lower amount so that we only collect the proper amount by the end of the term. 
So it's a great way to lower your payment without going through a refinance, just by quickly paying principal reductions. And so it's important to ask your servicer to know who your servicer is because the servicer is the entity that's going to determine, can you recast? What is the cost associated with it? And if you, if that servicer doesn't allow for it and you go to do that, they'll take your money and they'll put it towards principal, but they won't actually lower your monthly payment. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. All right. Well, for somebody getting ready to uh, get themselves approved, how do they get in touch with you, Tucker? Yep. On all the major platforms, guildmortgage.com slash Tucker Maxwell or 425-757-9202. All right. Very good. Hey, thanks for coming on the show. We're going to have a short commercial break. Then we are going to welcome our newest team member, Carrie Jamber, uh, to the Eastside Real Estate team. So come back after this short commercial break. Forum Social House in downtown Bellevue is reopened for phase two. Enjoy our chef-cultivated menu, 369 Happy Hour on Fridays from 4 to 7 p.m., and of course, all the gaming your heart desires. From the interactive Top Golf Swing Suite to cutting-edge miniature golf and assorted table games, Forum Social House has something for everyone. Located at 700 Bellevue Way Northeast on the third floor of Lincoln Square North, across from the cinema. All right. I am. Oops. I forgot to take Tucker out. <laughs> Let me bring him out. Whoop -doo -doo. All right. All right. Welcome back to the show. I'm Dan Edwards, managing broker of the Eastside Real Estate team. And welcoming to our podcast, Carrie Jambor, who joined the team. And Carrie is actually coming back to the team. She uh, was with us uh, five years ago. It's five years ago. Five years um, ago. And you've been in real estate for eight years? Seven. Okay, seven years. So she's working our eighth year in real estate. Now, something you need to know about uh, Carrie is she uh, cares highly about the success of her buyers. And it's not just about helping them find the right home, but passionate about them knowing uh, what is important in each community that they look for. She's a consummate professional when it comes to servicing um, our buyers and sellers on the east side. Uh, she calls Sammamish her home because of the great schools and what the community has to offer. I think she's a great advocate of not only what everything, the fun things to do around the east side, like paddleboarding, hiking, biking, um, and just exploring the city, including Seattle. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our team, Carrie. Thank you, Dan. Good All to right. be back. Good to be back. It's good to have you back. So let's Let's just talk a little bit uh, about you. When it comes to real estate, it became your passion because why? Well, I was a military child, moved around a lot, um, went to school to be a teacher, elementary school teacher. I was married to a military pilot. War happened. We moved around and that wasn't going to happen teaching. And that was not my passion, but I like educating people. And then when my kids started back in school, we moved to Sammamish. I was trying to figure out what I want to do for myself, for my career. They were being independent and having been a military spouse, I moved around a lot as well and kind of knew the nuances and understood what it meant to be the new person in town. And I also had experiences with realtors that would throw me in the car and say, sign a contract. And I had no idea what I was signing. I think I bought four houses and had no idea what I was signing. And I was like, huh, I have a teaching degree. I like helping people. I have experience moving around. And all my friends are like, you need to be a realtor. And I'm like, yes, because I wanted to take those experiences that I had with people that weren't as helpful and what things I liked in a realtor. And I could you know, move forward with that helping people. 
That's awesome. So being a, a person that relocates a lot, we have talked about uh, the relocation situation when it comes to the Seattle area. Um, you've helped several people kind of get oriented. What are some of the biggest challenges that people that are relocating to the Seattle area are facing? I always say it is very humbling if you are moving from the South and you have to give up your gated golf course community to buy a 1987 fix me upper and you pay twice as much and you got to renovate. So it's, you kind of have to have compassion. I'm like, yes, I would love to live on Lake Washington. I don't live on Lake Washington. I can't afford that here. So you kind of have to sympathize of like, all right, be prepared. You know, this is a great investment regardless. You know, I'm still renovating my home and making it my own. And I have a ton of equity. So I'm very thankful yeah, I think that that sticker shock is probably the number one thing yes. uh, for folks here. Um, but but then I would also confer and you could agree with me that the number one thing, too, is after five years of living here and moving to somewhere else, the amount of equity that they gained is something that they wouldn't see down uh, at some Absolutely. in some places. Absolutely. I love getting my like, what is your home worth now? And it's pretty exciting. Yeah. Awesome. So you help people with relocation. But what about uh, from the standpoint of uh, selling a house? What would you say are some of the big things that that um, you bring to the table to help sellers get their home sold? Well, I think because I move so much, I know how the importance of getting your house ready to show. I know in the past, I even helped a friend. Um, her house was on the market for three months. And I walked in and I was like, what did your realtor like do or not do? Like, why didn't they tell you to clear off this and go get fresh towels? And like, that's your realtor's job. So her house is on the market for three months. I went in there I maybe we just bought some freshened up and cleaned up a little bit. And then she had an offer on her house that week. So just the importance of that. And as your realtor, that's your job to be authentic and to let the people know this is what's going to add value or not add value. Yeah. It's sometimes a hard conversation, right? Because, yes. um, you know, how you live in a house is not how you sell a house. Right. Correct. And so um, helping folks kind of get to that point, um, we're working with a few buyer, uh, sellers right now, and it, it's what's actually key is if you are thinking about selling is just start by looking online and look what your competition looks like in order to get an idea of what you need to do. Now, like you said, Carrie, it's our job. Um, and and so you you were, were part of the team, went away, came back. What drew you back to the team? Well, Dan Edwards knowledge. <laughs> I just really like being on a team with collaboration and there's always so much to learn with real estate. And I appreciate there's someone that has my back that, you know, will work with me and my clients if I don't know something, especially with your expertise and knowledge. Yeah. Well, thank you. I, I wasn't, you know, I'm not like trying to get you to talk to you, <laughs> but um, I think you're right. The collaboration part of it, right, is bouncing ideas off each other. Um, if you're an individual agent out there, you're kind of you're on your own, right? So if keys need to be picked up at six o'clock at night, you're out. It, when you run a team, there is a group effort and it can, it can be that way. So, um, well, welcome back to the team. Anything else you want to add? No, I'm just excited to be back and I'm looking forward to working with people again and helping them find, find a house. It's not just a house. It's your community. You know, I really like to emphasize people like, how do you like to live? Where do you like, what do you like to do on the weekend? That yard is beautiful, but do you like to go to your kids' baseball games on the weekends or do you like mowing your yard? Like, it's more of that conversation of the whys. And I'm excited about, you know, working with my next client to help them find a community and not just a house. 
Well, yeah. So speaking of community, I'll just we're going to finish up our podcast here. And I do want to point out that we do have an event coming up in Issaquah. uh, And it looks like it's um, Art Walk, the Art Walk. And it starts this Saturday, June 10th. And I believe it's the second or second Saturday in the summer. So June 10th, August 12th and September 9th. Uh, you get to be on Front Street. Um, there's shops, handmade artisan gifts, mm-hmm. live music. There's uh, Whiskey Walk tonight, which I think you might enjoy more. What? Whiskey, whiskey Walk? Whiskey Walk. Is it in Issaquah? Yes. Doggone it. And we have several places now in Issaquah that are doing trivia night, which is kind of fun to just meet different people and because people want an excuse to get out of the house on Tuesday or Wednesday. So we have a lot of those popping up now. Yeah. So, um, for events and stuff like that, please do follow our Instagram account, Eastside Real Estate Team, because we're going to be publishing fun stuff that we're up to, that we're doing, and it's coming up. So, um, so yeah. All right. Well, Carrie, welcome back to the team. Thanks Thank for your you. contributions. And uh, that is going to end our podcast. I'm Dan Edwards, managing broker of the Eastside Real Estate Team. You're listening to Seattle's Eastside Real Estate Podcast. Please share this podcast with any friends, family members, or people that want to be bored by my voice. Maybe they put some, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But I do thank you all for watching.